Set a spark to your integrated business and marketing strategies with America's top entrepreneurs and business leaders here at Integrate and Ignite with your host, Lori Jones. Welcome to the Integrate and Ignite podcast. Stephanie Mawson oversees the email catalog and direct mail programs at Balsam Brands. With over 10 years of experience in e-commerce, including roles at other industry-leading companies such as Home Depot, she has built deep experience in digital and print marketing with the home decor industry. Stephanie is passionate about engaging customers and driving revenue through thoughtfully designed creative campaigns, a continual test and learn philosophy, and leveraging customer data in innovative ways. We're so excited to be talking all things Christmas with Stephanie Mostyn on the Integrate and Ignite podcast directly from Oracle's Sweet World. Welcome to Integrate and Ignite, Stephanie. Thanks, Lori, for having me. I am so thrilled. Um, so I am what you would consider a loyalist, mm-hmm. okay? I, have, I live and breathe the brand. So to be at NetSuite 2019, to be able to t- sit here and talk to you about the inside out of, of the marketing behind the brand is something very, very exciting for me. So thank you. We're really excited. We love to listen and hear from brand loyalists. Yeah. Well, actually, I just pulled up all my emails from you as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tried to re-engineer the science behind it all, but we're going to hear all about that from you today. So our audience just heard a great introduction. Tell us a little bit more about your journey to Balsam Hill. Sure. Well, it started when I was pretty young. I really loved advertising and marketing and business. Business. And so I had a degree in Stratcom in college. Mm-hmm. I started out kind of in the family industry of selling newspaper advertising. I love it. <laughs> yes. The whole journeyman side of, of marketing, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. Then I progressed and ended up taking an affiliate marketing job at a company called Home Decorators Collection. So it was kind of my first foray into online marketing. And then from there, I had several roles throughout my career, but really settled upon email marketing. Mm-hmm. And at Balsam, my focus at first was email marketing, and now it's spread to catalog, direct mail, loyalty, and referrals as well. Well, I tell you, that's a lot under under one hat. So congratulations. And, and you do have this big business marketing background from home decorators, as you mentioned, to Home Depot. I think if anything has home in it, it's a good spot, right? Right. <laughs> or exactly. it goes into the home. And now Balsam Brands, of course. Uh, what are some of the common threads between these brands that marketers can learn from? Sure. So everything that I've worked on for the past over 10 years really has been in the home furnishing realm, business to consumer, and really has been online. And it's the challenge of selling things that are heavy or bulky and three-dimensional in a photograph or just a copy block or even a few words if it comes to email marketing. Well, I tell you, that is something that we fight every day, right? Mm -hmm. But I think we as consumers have, we don't need as much anymore as we maybe needed 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. We can take a look at that photograph if we understand the brand well, Mm -hmm. or we can take a look at those three words and feel very, very confident in a purchase. Yeah, How, How have you seen behaviors change over the last 10 years? I think people are more comfortable buying everything online and it, you know, it goes to home furnishings as well. Companies have really great return policies. Some places have showrooms and so you're kind of building that customer trust. Um, For you example, so you have one great purchase from our company and you come back again and again. Which my husband does not love, by the way. (laughs) 
<laughs> we were talking in the pre-show interview. I have 12 Christmas trees, lovely Integrate and Ignite audience, and many of them are Balsam Hills. So I am a brand loyalist, and it is because you've built that trust. Mm-hmm. And the quality is there, and the customer service is there, which add those things up, and it's repeat business. Correct. And we're certainly going to get into some of the science behind that. Before, though, we get there, what does a typical day look like as senior CRM manager? So as you can imagine, we're a pretty seasonal business. So it depends on the time of year. Right now, we're doing a lot of planning internally. So we're reevaluating vendors. We're doing revenue buildups for the 2019 season. And then we're also having a lot of integrated marketing meetings um, across brands and with our various marketing partners to synergize on our plans for the upcoming season. Well, and you know we're all about integrated marketing communications on the Integrate and Ignite podcast and at Avocet. What process have you deployed to make sure that a lot of the assets that you control, such as email, and and catalog do align with some of those top of funnel approaches such as as TV. So we've always been really great at Balsam working cross-functionally. It's always been a strength of ours. And as we've grown, there's been more of a need across geographies, across brands to have integrated planning meetings with more people involved with it. So it's something that we keep in really close contact with one another and plan accordingly Mm -hmm. um, based off of the TV flights and when catalog has worked in the past and using kind of email to supplement both of those channels. You know, and I think top of funnel marketing has even become more scientific as lower funnel marketing analytics have become more relative. Mm -hmm. And we can see spike uh, when TV runs and we can see, you know, how it impacts the bottom of the funnel. Uh, What do those discussions look like regarding media flighting as it relates to a lot of the direct approaches that you deploy? Mm -hmm. So a lot of our TV flights, we know essentially the dates will run, but we're not sure of the spikes of when exactly it will air. And so a lot of it has to do into planning of TV flights and then coordinating between catalog drops and making sure that they don't overlap when the catalog hits home. Email, it's a little bit easier where we have a a better understanding if a TV flight is happening or a catalog drop. And typically we try to synergize along with the catalog drop because most people that are receiving our catalogs are on our email list, if they're a part of our house list. Right. Okay, this is going to be straight from the mouth of Stephanie Mawson, everyone. Where do most marketers screw up their email marketing campaigns? Sure. So I think most people screw up their email marketing campaigns when they're not sending relevant messages to the consumer. And most of the time, the most irrelevant messages I receive are promotional messages. Promotional messages are great and we definitely use them, but you have to have kind of the awareness and the consideration of your product and explain the benefits before you can really sell it. Yeah, that is so true. And I think email marketing as a single strategy, um, to the point that you just made, you need that top of funnel marketing there, is just a longer path ultimately to achieve the results that you need. So what are some of the must-haves for a successful email campaign? Sure. I think that to be successful in email marketing, you have to have a why. And so if you're just sending out an email because it's Wednesday and you Mm -hmm. need to send out a message, you're not really satisfying your customer or your potential customer. So really thinking about the why in the message, the goals, the tactics, uh, the segmentation behind it Mm -hmm. are very important. And then I think secondly, and, and this is something that 
with an email, I don't see highlighted enough in the industry is looking at clicks. If you have clicks to your site, then you're able to, or hopefully you're able to see where they're browsing, which categories, which products are relevant to them. And then you can send follow-up messages and tailor them to their personal preferences, which is going to make open rates and click rates and eventually conversions occur. Yeah, it absolutely will. Now, you have uh, quite a recipe. There's no doubt about it. Uh, we, we know that through the success of the brand. Talk our audience through the steps that you've deployed to move people through the funnel and grow the, the sales and repeat business. Sure. So when I started at Balsam, I was the first full-time email manager across mm -hmm. brands. And so a lot of what I did was looking at automating messages whenever possible. And so we really started with our welcome message and we have a really strong brand story of why we're in business. And so we really honed in on that in our welcome series in itself. Um, and then secondly, we launched triggered messages based off of site interactions. And so we really looked at what categories you were browsing, what products, and then had search window shopping and card abandonment messages launched with it. And then third, which is probably um, the most beneficial and the most cross-functional work to happen was our post-purchase series. Mm -hmm. Within that, we really have two goals. We're trying to alleviate customer service calls and then we're also generating revenue. Um, so it was a really great cross-functional effort to launch that series to make sure that it was right for our customers, but it's been tremendously successful. Well, it has been, and I ha I'm, I'm just pulling up my email chain right now, you know, obviously made these purchases <laughs> for the 12 trees that we have in our house. And I, I saw an email come through and it was about add-on, it was an add-on sale um, email. Now that you've got your tree, we've got these great ornaments and decor to help decorate the tree. I mean, it, it seems so simple, but that is how you create, you know, you know, additional, uh, additional customer acquisition component. Correct. You know, it, internally we had a lot of um, back and forth when we were launching it and we didn't think that we would have people that would buy again right after purchase. Mm -hmm. And we see that they do. Right. And half of them buy another tree, which is amazing. <laughs> I'm going to raise my hand on that one too. <laughs> yes. That discount didn't hurt either. Um, and we all know that messaging is, is key. You know, that is what ultimately triggers the behavior. I, I just gave an example of how it triggered me to purchase again. How have you automated those messagings to engage, convert, and retain? A lot of the messages that we do fall into certain buckets. So we have awareness messages that we send and then consideration. And so within those, we have a little bit of stories that we're trying to tell. We primarily sell holiday. We also have fall and spring. So these are three different launch periods for us. And then I look at it almost like a newspaper in itself. And so that first email, that intro email, we need to talk about new and exciting and think about it from the customer standpoint to draw them in after you've bought 12 trees <laughs> of something new that we offer. And so really from there, we're trying to generate clicks in itself. Then we tell sub stories from that main story. And so we're trying to group maybe ornament sets together because we have so many in a different color. 
So we're trying to tell variations of that same bright overarching story. With Christmas trees, and I think this is something really important that we, we try to do, you have a functional element behind it. You have the lights, you have the narrow and full, mm-hmm. and you have so many different options within the tree itself. So that's very technical. And we'll have emails that go into a little bit of those benefits. But then the Christmas tree is the center of the holiday. And people are very nostalgic about it in the types of ornaments they put up and if their children made them. And so a lot of our messaging tries to balance between the two because it's really this functional, but then it's also the memories and it's that emotional appeal that also makes people buy. So it's a lot about trying to have the right mix of these messages within a season to get people to convert. And then how are you tackling the different generations at this stage and their purchase cycles? True. I think for the most part, we've focused on the older generation, but internally we're doing a lot of work on personas Mm -hmm. and I'm pretty excited to see what we'll do with some of the younger personas that we have and start tailoring our messaging to them when it makes sense. So that's something I'm working on for 2019. Exciting stuff. And, you know, to build the loyalty at a younger age will just create more consistency long-term with with those potential customers. Mm -hmm. Get them in the door somehow, right? Correct. (laughs) What is one of the biggest roadblocks that you feel you continually face as a marketer and how have you overcome it? We have so many different data sources. I think we have 45 internally from the marketing department alone and the systems don't talk to each other. So to have that one-to-one communication with the customer, their preferences and their purchase history and what they respond to or don't respond to is the dream. Right. And we're not there yet. So anytime that we can bring in actionable data into our ESP or even anecdotally to know more about our customer is something that we strive to do each year. And each year we get a little bit better, but we're not at that end state yet. Well, I think experience, I mean, data is so important. And and we're, I I should mention, we're on the floor of uh, NetSuite uh, 19 and, and we're talking just so many different technologies that help impact and strengthen the e-commerce platform for all of the brands, so many brands that are out there today. So you, you've got all this data, um, but the anecdotal side of it, as you raise that point, is so important. I mean, that gut reaction ultimately is so important. You can only do so much with data before just plain good old experience has to step in and say, you know, wait a minute, I, you know, I think we need to learn this from A or B or C, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's very true. I think I've been pretty successful because I think about my mom and how she'll respond to messages because she's our target market. And There's your persona. What's your mom's name? Jennifer. There you go. <laughs> yes. So I, I think about her and I'll ask her questions if she gets our catalog or email or even to walk her through buying a tree and she talks to me out loud for it. So anytime I can talk to people like you, like my mom, my mom's friends, Mm -hmm. um, it's all so important to inform the decisions we do internally. Yeah, well, you're doing a great job. What is one of the coolest programs that you've deployed that really ignited customer count? I think that I was really surprised when we did some sweepstakes with Hallmark. 
So if you watch the Harmark channel and you're uh, a Christmas lover, they produce a lot of movies and uh, we have a lot of product placement within it. We also advertise on the Hallmark channel and we had a tremendous success in sweepstakes entries. I We got over 80,000 views wow. I think, last year. That's fantastic. And the most surprising part is that they open and click like our normal email base does, wow. which is phenomenal. So most people, if they watch Hallmark movies, they know exactly who we are. Oh, well, I, <laughs> I'll raise my hand on that one too. So talk to us about a challenging time. I and mean, we all have moments with marketing where we say, okay, we're not going to do that again. Do you remember one of those moments and, and uh, that life lesson? I do. So I learned email marketing in a day and a half. <laughs> hey, that's plenty of time. Come on. Yeah. It was <laughs> that's where that anecdotal uh, detail comes from today, right? <laughs> right. Totally. So plenty of time to understand the system and, and such before taking it over, literally. So I ended up sending out an email twice. Um, which was really, um, it was embarrassing to do. But from it, I, I've never made the same mistake again. I really got the ins and outs of how to deploy emails and making sure that I went out to the right segments and uh, created systems in place to ensure that it would never happen again. Well, that's impressive because I think most, most of us have sent out a second email many more times than once. <laughs> so uh, way to go uh, in, in only doing that uh, once. Now, there is a lot of talk this year in particular about um, the fact that the drip campaign is dead. There are people who believe that something else needs to replace it and that it's no longer a viable approach. What do you have to say to these folks? I think that you have to rethink the drip campaign. And so maybe if it's not working for you, then you need to test and try something else. Email marketing out of all the marketing channels has the highest ROI typically. And it's a great way to personalize and talk to your customer. It's something that you own the list. It's not dependent on Google or Facebook and an algorithm change, which is really important if you're thinking about long-term legitimacy. It really is. That's a very, very important point. Stephanie Mawson, you have been absolutely incredible today. Thank you so much for your appearance on the Integrate and Ignite podcast. Thank you, Lori. This episode is complete, but the inspiration has just begun. Head over to avocetcommunications.com for show notes and more aha moments. Tune in regularly to ignite your integrated business and marketing strategies with Lori Jones and the Integrate and Ignite podcast.